welcome to the 1001 experience and i am your host christine if you are new here welcome i'm so happy and grateful to have you if you are returning you know i f with you the long way if you have extended support to me or this podcast in any way shape or form whether you liked it rated it commented shared um purchased a reading recommended people to get readings recommended people to listen to the podcast, donated financially so that I could keep it going, any of those things. You know, I F with you this super long way. I'm so grateful for your support. It does not go unnoticed or unappreciated. So thank you. Um, I just wanted to double back <laughs> because I... um. Earlier, when I recorded the episode for this week, I was like in a crunch for time. And so, you know, I did my best to make the points that I knew that I wanted to make and, you know, ended it. And then uh, as I was editing it and I was reminded of other things that I needed to say, And at first, I was going to go back and put it in the same episode, but that was too much work. So, y'all get a two for one. Well, no, it's not a two for one. It is two, but (laughs) a BOGO um, or a logo. Listen to one, get one. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Two pods. So, anyway. So, what I was thinking about when I was editing the podcast, I was thinking more deeply about the idea that um, sometimes language is not encompassing of something completely and um, you can feel that but you have to use the words that you know until new words come right and how being open to something else can help you to resonate when you do find the new words and I was thinking about that and I was reminded of just being like a child like a relatively young child like elementary school age and um pondering on some of the things that I had learned in church uh raised Baptist Christian we was in the church heavy and I remember one day I remember being outside my grandmother's house and I remembered trying to conceptualize eternity right now, when you hear the word eternity, you know what it means. Like It means like forever and ever, right? But I really tried to wrap my mind around this idea that time just keeps going, right? And the concept that eternity represents all that ever was, all that is, and all that will be. And I remember as I'm sitting outside and I'm trying to understand it, I could feel feel literally feel in my head I could feel my mind expanding and I could feel almost like like I was gonna slip (laughs) like it was too far like it was too much like I couldn't quite grasp it and I remember the feeling of that and I knew that that feeling was not the same as when I said eternity and when I described it um, 
the way that it had been taught to me. But I was young. I didn't really have any other way to define that feeling or my understanding. I just knew that there was dissonance between what the concept actually felt like and what the word felt like, right? And so this is something that occasionally I would go back to, but carefully, because I kid you not, anytime I tried to understand it, like I literally felt like my brain, my mind was going too far from my body. And that if I kept pushing it, it might slip. That's literally how it felt. And so I was always very hesitant to think too deeply into it again. But I knew that something wasn't right. And so occasionally I'm going to church every Sunday. I'm in in Sunday school. We got choir rehearsal. I have mime rehearsal. Like I'm in church a lot. And so I hear this concept regularly. So there will be times where I would kind of go back and be like, all right, I'm going to try to understand this again. But it was very um, seldom and it didn't take long for me to quit because I didn't like that feeling. Right. But then one day. I just kind of decided a couple years older. Well, at least I th- I think that I was a couple years older. It literally might have just been a couple months. Um, because, you know, time is weird when you're a kid. <laughs> um, but I remember just kind of deciding, like, no, there's no way that things just go in a line. We have to reincarnate in some way. Because how else would you be able to encompass something just going and going and going and going and going like something has to be repeated that's the only way that this makes sense right um so I started to find some different words of course to understand what I meant and even though like it's a it's weird because I know the eternity sign I know what it looks like but still I didn't have the words to um conceptualize it I just was like uh, okay telling me it just goes on and on and on and on and on does not make sense right but again looking at the symbol for eternity it's not fully clicking so once again um it's a situation where there's clearly more to it and there might be words that help me to understand it better But I have to use the words that I have to um, crystallize my understanding. And at the same time, there is an understanding that the words I'm using still are not quite right. So it wasn't something like as I got older, it's not something that I revisited. um, Because I had already just decided, like clearly we reincarnate, clearly things repeat. It is what it is. And then literally within the last several years, as I started to explore more um, traditions, spiritual traditions of the diaspora, did I hear the term that time is circular and not linear. And that phrase completely matched my experience. When I was like, okay, there's no way it just keeps going and going and going and going. Um, Clearly, there's something (laughs) 
it, things have to repeat. That's the only way that this makes sense, right? And so when I heard that concept and I started to study even down the line and I started to study like the cosmology um, of these traditions, it all made sense to me and it all clicked and it resonated. It felt like the things that I was reading, the things I was studying, the things I was being taught, um, it resonated with that energy that I felt as a kid. Even though I didn't have those words to um, explain what I was feeling or how I was understanding it, because I remember the feeling and because I stayed open to the idea that those words don't match the true essence of what this concept is. When I did find something, I was able to recognize um, that it was on the same frequency. It had it carried the same energy. Um, it felt the same. And so I can acknowledge this as uh, truth. And again, as close as possible, because I think that even when we talk about time being circular, I think that that helps us to um, almost minimize the idea of the all right but the awe is indeed very expansive um because there's still a vast amount of material that exists in the awe and um it, you have to be careful once again because even though in this particular example the idea of time being circular um, resonates. If you picture a circle, it's still not quite the same, right? And even with time being circular, things don't necessarily leave and come back around at the same time. They don't necessarily have the same orbital pattern, right? Um, are the same pattern of encircling, right? So it's just a way to kind of describe that everything is connected and everything comes from one source, right? Energy is neither lost nor destroyed, da 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 da, da. all of those things. Um, but even the idea of a circle minimizes the actual concept. It's just a better way to describe it, okay? And so I just I just say that to say um, there may be times where you don't have the words to describe something, like I said before, and that's OK. Um, and that's why you have to lean into how things feel and in order to be able to examine that. You have to be in your body. If I was not in my body, I would not have been able to describe the experience of trying to uh, conceptualize eternity, right? And, you know, it's interesting for me. This is a sidebar, but um, when I was thinking about saying some of these things on the podcast, I'm like, yo, people are going to think that I'm high because <laughs> the way I'm talking about this right um but no I don't partake in that type of medicine 
Um, it's not my tool. It's not, I don't do that. And part of it is because I don't <laughs> like that feeling. Like I said, I didn't like when my mind started to expand too much. It was too much. I did not like it. And I felt like I was on the fringe, right? And so I had to come back. Even when I, um, never mind, I'll save that. That's not important. But, <clears throat> but I was just thinking about how people utilize in, in particular certain like psychedelic drugs as spiritual technology and how it allows their minds to kind of <sighs> drop barriers so that they can perceive something completely um that otherwise like they're exist they're too dense in their regular exist regular existence to perceive um efficiently or accurately and I was just thinking about that I'm not um condoning or suggesting that you utilize psychedelic drugs some people do um eh, listen some people use it for spiritual technology some people use it because they have difficulties with their lived experience and they use drugs to escape or minimize that or whatever um, so I don't have any opinion on it. I don't have any overarching opinion on it. But what I do think is that um, we have tools and every tool has a purpose. And a tool can be used well and a tool can be used poorly. Um, just like language. <laughs> language can be used well and language could be used poorly. Right. Technology can be used well or poorly. Even the idea of religion, I talked about this before on spiritual, not religious. Um, religion itself is, is just a tool. It's a vehicle for how we organize our spiritual practices. Um, but we also know that throughout history, religion has been used to do a lot of harm. So the tool itself is neutral. It can be used for various things. And so when we think about language, um, it is best to recognize what that tool is good for and what it can't touch. And some of the things that you experience in your body, um, language, and even your conscious thought are not able to represent accurately or fully and I don't know I, I mean I know why it's important to me but I think I'm, I'm trying to understand this is in real time this is real time uh contemplation here but I'm I'm trying to think about what it is you all need to understand um and I just keep going back to being in your body and being able to perceive the sensations and the processes that occur within your body um, as a tool 
use all of your tools as a, a human being in this existence we have thoughts we have feelings we have sensations we have perceptions we have words we have music we have movements um all of these different tools that we have innately just by having a body right and It's important to to know your your toolbox and the tools in it and understand, you know, what they're good for and what they're not good for. We talk about that in therapy a lot, right? Like, okay, we learn these different skills. We talk about coping and we talk about communication or problem solving or whatever, um, processing different things, um, adjusting a narrative, whatever it may be, right? But all of those things are not applicable everywhere and there are some things that meet a need better than others right but you have to be able to examine your toolkit to know that and you have to be able to recognize what the tools are and so language is a tool it's not an absolute and ah i understand so <clears throat> And as things continue to shift, I think I spoke a little bit before about how the only way to kind of move through things um, would be with community. When I first started the podcast, that was one of like the earlier episodes, like one or two. Um, But I talked about the importance of community care and connection. And a lot of times people struggle with clarifying what they're saying and they prescribe a meaning to needing to clarify something or the idea that maybe you misunderstood or misinterpreted what was said to you uh, because the words that were used mean a certain thing or the flip side of that is that sometimes, especially if you're a very intuitive person, um, if you know things or if you are in your body, there may be times where the energy that you're perceiving does not actually match what is being said or what you can see happening in front of you. And so it's important to understand and again the limitations of language right so that you're not um misattributing whatever it is that you're experiencing so for example if <clears throat> you're in a situation and somebody says something to you think about this right like if you walk in a room and people are giggling and you're just looking around like what is so funny and then somebody turns to you and goes, those are nice shoes, girl. And then people keep laughing, right? You'd be like, what? <laughs> Fuck is y'all laughing about, right? Like it wouldn't feel right. It would feel like I hear what you're saying. You didn't say anything in particular that was off. But the energy of what you said is off, right? Um, Trust that. Right. And and don't kind of don't pick apart the words too much. 
Because, sure, they might not have said anything that was overtly rude, right? Or they might not have, you might not have heard them or really witnessed them um, saying anything, like, specific or negative about you. But you have to trust that, okay, what is in front of me does not match what I'm feeling. I don't know what is happening outside of me. I don't read minds. Well, <laughs> I, me personally, I try to practice energetic boundaries where I'm not just reading random people. Sometimes y'all spirit be running it down. Like y'all ancestors, y'all people, whatever spirits walk with y'all, they be running your business down. <laughs> but I do my best to mind mine. But just this idea of like you're not intentionally trying to get in our head and figure out what, what they're doing or why they're saying uh, what they're doing when you're not there, whatever, whatever, right? Um, but you can understand the fact that it don't feel right and it doesn't feel good. And there's a possibility that what's being presented to me or what's being communicated to me is not quite right. That is how this is applicable when it comes to forming community, right? You're going to have to be able to see through people. And at the same time, you're going to have to, the people that you are currently in relationship with, you also are going to have to figure out how to talk through miscommunications, how to talk through misinterpretations, right? And it comes with the fundamental understanding that what you received may not have been what was said. And it goes both ways. There may be times where you perceive the energy differently because their particular energy doesn't match what they said. There may be other times where you're perceiving it um, negatively because the association you have with something like I talked in the other episode, if you didn't listen to Love Language Part 1, go back and listen to it. But um, if you're associating... Uh, friendship with making harsh jokes about people's appearance and then someone says girl did you you didn't earn your shirt today you want to I got a steamer you want me to grab my steamer you might perceive that part as being shady because you understand true friendship the way you've come to accept and recognize true friendship is making harsh jokes about someone's appearance right and that might be a, a misinterpretation on your part that you'll have to learn how to talk through and clarify and do your best to use the words that you have to communicate what is happening and then to maybe even acknowledge this isn't quite the right word for it but the only way I can explain it right now is da 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 da, da right you need that these are skills that you need to sharpen and in order to be able to even sharpen the skill, you have to be in your body. You have to, right? Because if you're not, it can be very, very difficult to recognize that the reason you felt it was shady is because you experienced this other thing as real friendship, right? Or maybe even you just have an issue with people bullying you and picking on you when you were younger or something like that. 
And so anytime somebody says something to you, it just does not land well. Positive, um, critical, or um, feedback about things to maybe try differently. Uh, All of it just sounds like, oh, you're being shady just because of the history that you may have had. That happens, right? Similarly, some people take anything as like aggression. And um, like that's why some people, uh, they don't like when women especially are assertive, particularly black women. When we can verbalize what we want, what we expect um, and what does not work for us. A lot of people don't receive that well for various reasons that almost always have nothing to do with the black woman who is speaking. <laughs> right. And uh, that is a misinterpretation that people will need to build their skills to work through in order to flourish. Right. Cause you can always not, you can always not, you can always say, fuck all that shit you talking about. Fine. <laughs> That's on you. Right. But community is going to be such an important component and being able to to have the skill to navigate community with other people is imperative you you are not going to be able to get by without it so if you are someone who has made a home out of being isolated baby I suggest you start practicing some of these things now, right? And there are different ways to practice. Like you can um, practice just kind of with yourself, like in the mirror, right? Um, Maybe practice like when you say certain words, practice trying to expand on the idea, right? Or maybe if you wake up and you're saying something, maybe looking up some of the synonyms for it, right? Um. Those are things that you can do to kind of build your vocabulary and your um, comfort with utilizing that vocabulary and conversation. Some other things that you can do is uh, watch other people and observe other people. I'm sorry, there's a whole lot of wild stuff happening outside my home this is weird a whole bunch of cars just came like flying down the street that threw me off (laughs) that threw me off so crazy a whole bunch of cars just start like speeding down the street and like I don't live somewhere where there's a lot of traffic this time of night like you might get like a car or two every now and then but like five six cars in a row like Speeding is unusual. So that caught me off guard. But anywho. Anyway. Um, other things that you can do to practice is is to observe other people um, and other communication. So like social media is a place to do that. Um, just kind of watching TV is a way to do that. Anywhere that people are having conversations. Um, and if if this is a way that you choose to practice... Um, there's no judgment involved, right? We're not talking about who's a good communicator and who's not. 
who is a narcissist and who is this thing and who is that thing. We're not doing that. We are literally watching uh, the communication and how effective it is, right? So if you hear somebody responding to something that someone, excuse me, that someone did not say and being able to say, okay, like, that's not what they said. That is an interpretation, right? But that's not what they said. Or being able to spot when two people are maybe using the same words but having a different conversation. Because that happens too. <laughs> like you might have two people talking about communication, but the way one person understands communication is not the way that the other person understands it. Same thing with respect or with love or even support, right? Like these are concepts. The words themselves don't come with concrete actions. They're concepts. Um, and people operationalize them differently. So, um, you may be using the same words, but what someone is expecting when they say they want support, um, it may not be clear. So once again, you practice, how would I expand this, right? How would I describe support versus getting upset because this person is playing dumb and acting like they don't know what support means? Okay. So, I. Uh, you know, encourage all of you to practice your skills with language. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to use like all of these academic words, because that's another thing. Um, when we talk about like what works and what doesn't work, if you've ever had to do any type of academic reading or academic writing, it's like, yo, what are you talking about? get to the point it's a whole bunch of words and my theory on that I'll be honest <laughs> as somebody who has to write a bunch of words for a living I think that no, no let me let me go back I have to write a whole bunch of words for a living every day <laughs> and has had a lot of years in higher education writing and I think that um, a lot of that comes from the fact that we have like <laughs> word counts and stuff on papers. And so we learn how to fluff something up, right? Like one of my favorite things to add to my papers is um, it's like to expand to. They were able to, they were going to like, instead of just saying to, I would expand it. I would add those extra words, right? That was one of the ways that I was able to extend my papers, like adding in all these extra adjectives and stuff. Like just, just wild, just wild and <laughs> excessive use of words for no reason. <laughs> there is one word that can communicate something, right? And I think that part of that is because this goes back to mimicking energy. Sometimes a concept is greater than one word or even one phrase, right? Sometimes we need to lay it all out in a paragraph. Um, but the fact that something is laid out in a paragraph does not necessarily make it superior. Some things don't need a paragraph. Some things are just a statement, just one statement. Sometimes it's just a word, right? Um, that is getting the point across more succinctly, but 
sometimes in academia, there's this understanding that if you say a lot, that you're, you're saying more. And that's not always the case. So once again, limitations to language um, and the way that we use language. I say that to say, you ain't got to be T.I. out here throwing out a bunch of dictionary spelling B words. That's not necessary. Um, but practicing finding the right words, even when I'm in therapy and I do my check-ins with people. I can't remember if I said this in the other podcast, but I'm going to say it again anyway. Um, some of y'all need to just get a feeling wheel. <laughs> Some emotion charts and keep them in the crib or keep them on your phone so that way you can check in with yourself and and up your vocabulary of emotion words um but yeah like I use charts I don't even always have the words sometimes sometimes I know what the emotion is that someone is describing but at the same time it's not really for me to define because I'm not in their body I don't know what they're feeling I kind of understand Sometimes based on what's being described to me, also based on what I'm looking at and what I'm perceiving, but being able to present a chart in front of somebody and saying, okay, what emotion family are we in? Are we in anger? Are we in fear? Where are we at? Right. Um, And then from there, kind of expanding out and trying to find a word that fits. And then even if something on the chart doesn't fit, what feels the closest? What two or three feel the closest? Right. And that may help me understand. And then why does it fit and why does it not fit, right? And then maybe looking them up, finding some synonyms for it and to see if they have any synonyms in common uh, that are uh, more encompassing of the idea they're trying to communicate. But sometimes you may not have the words for it and that's okay. You don't necessarily have to um, have that type of vocabulary in your mental Rolodex, but having access to what you need to figure it out is helpful. So yes, yeah, some of y'all need to invest in some emotion charts. And another thing that I want to say about language, you know what's crazy? As a teenager, I used to always tell people, say what you mean and mean what you say. Like that was my, that was my shit. I used to say that to people all the time. And it's interesting because <laughs> now that I know that I can like perceive like the differences between what someone is saying and what's actually happening, um, I could see why as a very rebellious teenager that used to annoy me as much as it did. But um, damn, I lost my train of thought. Needing help, say what you mean, mean what you say, feeling charts. Oh my goodness, I don't remember what I was going to say. What was I going to say? Ah, yes, I remember. Okay, so uh, on the idea of language, right, and phrases, a lot of times, one of the reasons this is on my my mind is because I was just doing therapy earlier this evening, but uh, emotion words, right? A lot of people don't have them. And so what they do is they describe their thoughts by saying, I feel I just feel like that was rude. That is a thought. <laughs> I feel like you're being disrespectful. I feel like that doesn't make any sense. Those are not feelings, right? They're not emotions and they're not sensations. They are thoughts that you are communicating. 
And so up in your vocabulary, one of emotion words, and the same way there's a chart um, of different emotion words, you can get a chart of like bodily sensations, right? Because sensations are part of feelings. There's the emotion and then there's what happens physiologically when you have that emotion. So there are sensations in your body. And there are words to describe that. Like the way I talked about my mind just kind of expanding, right? The way I understand my home frequency to feel to me, those are all sensation words that I use or full concepts that I use to kind of describe it, right? Um, but having the language to describe that and using the right, saying what you mean and meaning what you say, having the right tools to communicate what is actually happening for you, right? Just a simple flitch, flitch, listen to me, a simple switch, right? Like, I think that that's disrespectful and I feel hurt and disappointed by that, right? Or sometimes when I'm talking to this person, I just start to feel like tingling in my body and that's how I know that they're lying. <laughs> or it almost feels like space like someone may be saying something to you the same way I said when I tried to conceptualize eternity my brain was expanding and it was reaching so far out it felt like I was gonna lose a grip and slip off right it was slippery it was real slick I didn't like it <laughs> but sometimes what you can feel when someone is saying something that's not true, you can literally feel the distance and the dissonance in your body. It's like internally there's space being created. Right? It's like this is not <laughs> does not compute. You can feel it, right? That's just an example. Everybody's not the same, but it's just an example. And so it helps to um get up your vocabulary in those areas so that way you can use your words more efficiently and when you say what you feel you can talk about your emotions and you can talk about your sensations and when you say what you think you can discuss the actual thoughts and interpretations that you have in your minds communicate clearly and then clarify if there is a miscommunication or a misinterpretation right so I'm pretty sure that that's all I have. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else that I wanted to say with regard to language. Um, I don't know. I feel like a, a broken record talking about being in your body. Um, there's another thing that I want to say about that, but I don't know. <sighs> I feel like that should be a longer conversation, but the idea of it is like pretty simple, but I just have a feeling like people are going <laughs> to need me to give some examples and that might take a while. So I think I'm going to hold off on that conversation, but I feel like just the idea of being in your body and being at your home frequency is something that we are going to continue talking about kind of extensively because it keeps coming up like in every 
podcast that I do and every point that I make somehow it leads back to that. So I'm just going to prepare y'all that you may hear that a lot <laughs> over the next few episodes. But uh, anyway, those of you who are here listening to the sound of my voice at this time, I thank you for going on this ride, this journey, this experience with me. I pray peace and blessings over you. I pray that you're able to hold your head and keep your heart in alignment um, as you navigate through these streets because it is rough out here in these streets. I pray that you and your loved ones be protected and that you are able to honor anything that was said that resonated with you by putting it into practice um appropriately okay (sighs) so this is the end of our episode and i appreciate everybody y'all be blessed